Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. Today is Saturday, May, and let me get the day, 13, 2017, and this is The Secret Math of Money, presented by Evil Bunny Consulting. I'm your host, Tyrone Griffin, and these are the things that you should have learned in high school or should have been taught in high school but wasn't. Welcome, everybody. Um, before I get started on this week's show, public service announcement, everybody, it's Mother's Day weekend. I'm here in beautiful Wilmington, North Carolina today at my northern studio um, to, to visit the graves of my mother, my grandmother, and my aunt, who are the most important women in my life. Uh, if your mother is still with you, your mother-like person is still there with you, be sure to do something special for them to th- this weekend. If not tomorrow, this weekend, do something special for the, the mother, the person who was a mother in your life. It may not be your mother. It may be an aunt. It may be an uncle. It may be a father. It may be a brother or sister. But whoever it was that was like a mother to you, do something special for them this weekend. It's not just about spending money on them, but make sure that they know how you feel about them and thank them for their time that they put into you. So with that out of the way, everybody, let's get started. This week's show is about what is a financial derivative. Uh, I will say up front, first, I am not a financial planner. I am not a financial consultant in any way. I do not sell any financial services. do not take anything I say as anything more than entertainment. If you, you choose to implement any of the strategies that I might suggest or recommend, you're on your own. Okay, I am not a financial planner. I want to make that clear. The goal of this show is to pique your interest in financial matters, for you to say, okay, he said something, let me go do some more research, okay? That is the goal of this show, to, to help you decide that maybe you want to know more about your money and you want to go do some interest. So let's start. I got that out of the way. Financial derivatives, the, the most popular kind, and we're going to talk about a lot of things today. This is, this is not even scratching the surface of financial derivatives because they're crazy. We're going to talk about Bernie Madoff a little bit, too. Remember him? Okay. So let's talk about the, most, the simplest financial derivative that people have heard about are uh, stock options. You know, that's one of the things that how they pay executives many times, and, and even some non-executives, they, their compensation is based on um, stock options. Now, what is a stock option? Real simple. Say you work for a company, and the stock is currently selling at $100 a share. We'll use a round number. You may be granted stock options at 60. Now, what does that mean? That means that the company is giving you the right to buy, and probably usually from the company, they're giving you the right to buy shares in that company at $60 a share. Well, why would they do that when they're selling at 100? Because think about it. You get to buy them at 60, or say 50, round number, 50, and you can immediately sell them for 100. So say if you bought $5,000 worth of that company stock at 50, you could immediately sell it for $10,000. So you make a $5,000 profit. That is why, that is the simplest form of, of why companies will give stock options to their, to their executives and sometimes even, even lower-level executives. I worked for a company uh, where we got um, a stock, we had a stock purchase plan, which was basically the same thing. Um, I won't get too much into it, but basically they picked two dates, and they said, okay, on this date, you can buy the shares for whatever is the lowest price between this date and a date six months in the past. Now, what they would do is they would take a little bit of your paycheck every pay period and put that money in an account for you. And on that strike date, 
you could take that money and buy those shares. Now, they guaranteed you pretty much some kind of, of, of increase. Unless the stock was selling for exactly the same price on both of those days, you're going to make a little bit of money. Okay, in my case, I was blessed. The, the the company stock was like doubling and tripling, you know, and we were able to buy it at this price and immediately sell it and double our money, you know. But those are what that those are the simplest ways, uh, simplest in my opinion, uh, derivatives, a uh, simplest way to explain their stock options are are kind of derivative. Now, all stock options are derivatives, but all derivatives are not stock options. Okay, so again. Company will grant an executive or grant an employee, a group of employees, the right to buy stock at a price that is usually lower than the price that is currently selling it. Well, why would they do that? Particularly with executives, because your job is to increase the stock price. That's your your job is to increase the shareholder value, and shareholder value is determined by the stock price. So if you're doing your job, you will make more money. That's, the, that's the, the premise behind giving executives or anybody stock options because if they're doing the job that you are paying them to do, then they will make money. And, again, we're talking not five or $10,000. Um, we're talking millions, okay? Um, Tim Cook, CEO of Apple, one of my favorite companies. I just bought a – well, we won't get into that. Um, but CEOs especially, they might give them – options on 10 million shares. Now, again, you don't have to do that. Say, for example, okay, here's the thing. Say, for example, again, they give you, the stock is selling for 100, they give you options that expire in two years. You can buy the stock for $50 a share. Now, you could buy it today or you can hold on to those options. Why? Today, it might be 150 in six months, or you might think it'll be 150 or 200 or 250 or whatever. The higher it goes, doesn't matter. You still get to buy those shares at $50 a share, okay? So the longer you wait, theoretically, the, long, the higher the price goes. The downside of that is what if the stock price drops? What if that stock price drops to 40 Your options are useless. They're, they're, they're worthless because why would you buy it at 50 when you can go on the open market and buy it at 40 okay? So – there's, there's all kinds. Of, it's not a simple, oh, I got my options, let me exercise. They give you a couple of years on those options to exercise that option. I mean, you say, yes, I'll buy that, that stock. And, and, sell. and all of a sudden, you're ten, you know, once you strike, you, you, you exercise it, I'm sorry, your stock is worth whatever the current value is. So no matter what, you know, you bought it at this, it's worth that immediately. Okay? So that's, that's the simplest. Those are the simplest ways to explain what a derivative is. Uh, is it's it's that simple. Now, let's talk about we'll get get let's get a little deep in the water. Let's talk about calls and puts. What's a call and what's a put? You probably heard about them all over the place. Um, and we'll talk about the movie um, Trading Places. Okay, Trading Places was was really and I'm not going to get into it. But remember, they were buying the orange juice at the end toward the moon when they were making their money. They were buying futures. We'll talk about futures in, in a little bit in, in a minute also. Uh, but let's talk about what a call and a put option is. A call option is the right to buy. So that's like a stock option. You get the right to buy it anytime in the future at this price. And a put option is the right to sell. Okay? Why would somebody want the right to sell? Premise of stock investing. We can sugarcoat it, but at the end of the day, it comes down to one simple idea. 
Buy low, sell high. Buy low, sell high. Okay? That's the simple premise of investing. Whatever you're investing in, you want to buy low and sell high. And the difference is what you're trying to get. Okay? So with a call option is the right to buy a stock at a future date at a certain price. That is specifically what options are. They're call options. Okay? You go out and you say the stock is selling for 100 I want to buy it in the future at 75. I say I want to buy, I want to get a call option at 75. Now, here's the difference in, in, in buying a stock versus buying a derivative. Derivative, the term comes because it's derived from some underlying assets. With a derivative, with a call option, you say I want to buy the right to buy this stock at 75. Over the, sometime over the next 30 or 60 or 90 days or whatever. So you might spend, instead of you buying the shares for $75 a share or $100 a share, you might spend, I don't know, just throwing around numbers. It might only cost you $2 a share or, or whatever because you're just buying the right. Now, once you exercise that right, then you've got to pay the full price of the stock. That's in that, so in, that, in this case, you'd have to spend $75 a share. But you're buying the right will cost you a lot less. That's one reason people do it, because they kind of lock in a price to, to buy. Okay? Now, stock is selling for 100 You have a right to buy it at 75 because you think the stock is going to go down. Oh, I'm sorry, I apologize. You think the stock is going to go up. If it goes up to 200 you still got a right to buy it at 75 and that spread between 75 and 200 is your profit. Okay, but what if the stock goes down? Now you have bought this right to buy it at seventy-five. As the, if the stock starts dropping, your the value of your right of your option, your call option, decreases. Why? Because it's not worth as much anymore. If the stock is selling at hundred, you buy it at seventy-five. You got twenty-five dollars spread. As that decreases, that seventy-five is not worth as much as it was. So if the stock price drops to 80 and you have a, a, a call option to buy it at 75, it's worth something, but it's not worth as much as it was at 100. Now, what happens if the stock goes below 75? Your call option is, 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 is worthless because they, you know, who would buy it? You know, why would you buy it? Again, remember, you're buying the right to buy the stock. You go out there, okay, I got it. Um, at seven, I can buy it at 75, but I can buy it on the open market at 60. Okay? So it's worthless. Now, the same thing happens with a put option, which is the right to sell. Here's where it gets crazy. You know, because there's always somebody else on the other side of the calculus, uh, other side of the transaction. So if you have a right to buy it at 75, here's the thing. Somebody else has a put option on the other side at 75. Now, as the price grows, goes up, they're like, man, I have to, to sell it to this guy at 75, but the market is 150 or 200. I'm losing money because I can go sell in the open market for 150 or whatever. But I got to sell it to this guy for 75 because I agreed to it. See, he's got the put option. Now, the, 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 so that's the other side of the call option. It's one, you buy it from somebody has a call, somebody has a put. Now, if stock price fluctuates, somebody's option is going to be worthless at a certain date in the future. 
That is the problem. Say if you spend, say, $2 a share or whatever, so you buy $5 million worth of options, of, of call options. So you, you, have five, you spend $5 million on call options, which gives you the right to buy maybe $200 million in stock. That's big, big, fat, juicy round numbers. If the price drops, you know, your option becomes worthless. You don't have to exercise, but you spent $5 million, and that $5 million is now worth nothing. That is the problem with, with, with the derivatives. They become worthless at some point because you have a certain strike period of 30 days, 60 days, whatever, six months, a year, whatever. After that date, they expire. So you might have spent $10 million, 1000 whatever. It's worthless. Okay? When you buy a stock, now, now again, the stock was selling for $100. I bought a stock for $100. If the stock price goes up to 150 well, I made $50 a share if I sell it. The stock price drops to $75 a share. Once I sell, I have to recognize that $25. But I still got something. I still got stock worth $75 a share. Okay, it's not worth as much as I bought it, but it's worth something. But with an option, with a derivative, it's worth what you paid for is useless. Or worse yet, you have a put option where you have the right to sell this guy's stock is going to go, and I always get these mixed up. You think the price is going to go down. So you say, I'll sell you an option to, to, to sell. I want to sell it at, at 75 well, what if the stock is and, – and here's the thing. You don't own the stock. This is the part I forgot. When people do these options, sometimes they don't own the stock. When you put a put option, you have the right to sell it. Your goal is that it will drop lower in the future, and I will lock in the price to the sell, and as it goes lower, I can buy it here and sell it here. Well, so you're locked into selling that stock on, on in, in a certain date in the future at this price. So uh, stock selling for 100 you have a right to sell it. You buy a right to sell it at 75. You don't own the stock. You just bought the right. You say, I'll buy it in the future, and then I'll sell it. Well, what happened? Stock price goes to 300. You got to buy this stock at $300 and sell it to somebody for $75. You're going to lose a ton of money on that because they're going to exercise their rights before the time period. They're like, oh, the stock is at 300. I got these options at 75. Boom. And if you don't own the stock, you got to go out on the open market and buy it. Okay, you got to buy it at three hundred dollars a share and turn around and sell it to somebody at seventy-five. You're going to lose a buttload of money on that. Okay, that that is one of the risks of derivatives. I meant to tell you earlier when I started this. When I was in grad school, one of my teachers, one of my instructors, I can't remember the guy's name. Uh, but he, we talked about derivatives, and I remember what he told us in class. He said, derivatives, this is going back 25 years. He said, derivatives, stay away from them, end of story. And that was all we talked about, he said, stay away from them. And it was shortly thereafter, about a month or two thereafter, that Orange County, California went bankrupt because they were playing around with derivatives. Derivatives are not to be played with if you have no idea what you're doing. I got a good friend of mine who deals with nothing but derivatives. He knows what he's doing. But I have a lot of friends who, who I, I mean, not a lot of friends, but I, have, I know people, people lose their shirts, drawers, house, TV, car, spouse, playing around with derivatives. 
These are not things to be played with, okay? If you know what you're doing and you can accept that risk, again, when you buy stock, if the stock price drops, at least you still got something you can sell. It might not be worth as much as you want, but when you play around with derivatives, you could end up with something that's worthless real quick. Or worse, you could end up, in this case, the example I gave, you got to go buy stock at $300 a share and give it to somebody, sell it to somebody at $75 a share. So you're going to lose $225 a share. You got that's money that's coming out of your pocket, not uh, uh, mystery money. That's money that you got to pay, okay, coming out of your pocket, and you got to give it to somebody else because they made that bet. So, again, so we talked about uh, stock options which are call options, which are the right to buy, and put options, which are the right to sell. Now, remember, like I said, there's always somebody on the other side of that equation. So even if you don't want to exercise it, there's somebody who might, and they exercise it on you, and you're stuck, okay, and you're going to lose money. So if you're going to mess around with derivatives, I just encourage you, encourage you, encourage you to um, do your homework. Okay, now let's talk a little bit about strategies that people, why would anybody enter into these things? Real simple strategy for, for, for derivatives, of use of derivatives, and probably what the initial reason behind them was for. Say this stock is selling at $100 a share. You like the company, you want to buy the stock, but you don't want to lose your draws. What do you do? You buy the stock at $100 a share. And remember, in investing, it's all about risk. How do you minimize the risk of that stock dropping, okay, and you being stuck with it and losing money? A simple way, you buy the stock at 100, get a, call, a, a, a put option, which is the right to sell, and maybe you get a, a put option at 100 so that you buy 10 shares, $100 a share, $1,000 worth of stock. You get put options for 10 shares at $100 a share. If the stock drops, yeah, you'll lose money on the value of the stock, but you got that put option that you can write, you get the right to sell it to somebody for hundred dollars a share. So worst case, you break even because if the stock drops to fifty, they gotta buy it from you at a hundred, which is what you paid. Okay, so you 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 broke even other than commissions, you broke even. That is a simple way of using a put option. Now what people do is they buy it at 100, they might put a put option, which is the right to uh, sell at a, at a lower price. In this case, it drops a little bit. They don't, you know, it, may, it would be pretty expensive probably to buy it at the current price. Um, but then they buy a call option above that as well. So if it ever, um, they, they protect themselves on the upside. And it's, it's something called a fence where you have a stock in the middle and you, and you, and you protect it on the upside and the downside, okay? Um, and, again, that, that's very simplistic. There's a whole lot of issues involved in doing that. Um, hedge funds do a lot of that. That's how hedge funds make a lot of money. Because remember the thing is you can invest in the stock, the movement of the stock, at a very low, a much lower price than investing in, than actually buying the stock. Okay? So say if you have $1,000 to invest and you can say, well, I can buy 10 shares of this one stock at $100 a share, or I can buy put options against 20 different stocks at 
a hundred dollars this year, or, or 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 sorry, call options rather, either one. Um, I can buy, I can invest in a, a whole lot more stocks. So that would be a reason to do it. And then if you say, okay, I'm gonna, I want to exercise this one. Okay, I, I can take this money and do it. But you haven't tied up your money in one stock. You you have diversified your portfolio. Um, and you have the rights to go after these stocks. And if you don't exercise it, okay, well, it goes away. It's worthless. But you took a chance. But it, there, there are some really valid reasons for doing it. Let's talk about Bernie Madoff. Remember the guy, old guy? Um, had he, he suckered people as a Ponzi scheme, which basically means uh, people gave him money. He created false um, financial reports and showing them, oh, here's what your value is worth. And the way he got caught, I think, yeah, he got caught after the SEC, somebody the SEC, been, no, somebody outside the SEC been screaming for years about this guy is dirty, and SEC didn't believe him. But he had, the, the problem was he had consistent, like, 16% returns on his on his uh, derivatives all the time, 16%. For years, like 10, 12 years he had this. And people were like, you can't do that. You, you Nobody is, can hit the nail on the head that hard, that often. He was doing it. Um, the thing about derivatives, you can, and what he was doing with his financial statements, he was able to hide the – when you report on derivatives, it's really kind of complex. You know, it's not like a straight – you would think it would be kind of straight, but it's really kind of complex. And he was able to hide what he was doing uh, in his financial statements. You know, he was – firstly, he was making them up. But second, there was still, you know, he was using derivatives. And I think the, I actually did research, and his, his um, it was called a split strike conversion. I didn't want to try to explain because I'm not sure I fully understand it. But that was what he was doing. Um, that was what his methodology was. But he was able to hide it because it was in derivatives. Because it, what's the value of derivatives? It's going to fluctuate every day, you know, depending on the stock price. And it's not a dollar-for-dollar dollar fluctuation in the value. It's, it's crazy. Um, hedge funds use them. A lot of professional investors use derivatives because, again, it lets them put their toes in a lot of different ponds at the same time. Okay, um, but yeah. So, 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 you know, Warren Buffett, you know, the big famous guy, he calls derivatives instruments of mass destruction because, yeah, if you don't know what you're doing, you can seriously screw yourself up, and you can lose a lot of money. Because, again, you, those derivatives go to zero. We talked about a couple of months ago, we talked about the stock market crash 2007. And one of the things in there was derivatives because people were investing not in the asset. They, were, they, were, they weren't buying the asset. They were investing in the return, in, in the, not the return, in the action of the asset. So they weren't buying this. They were buying and I was reading about it, and they said you can buy a derivative based on how much rainfall a certain county will get. Uh, futures contracts are derivatives. Okay, futures contract is basically a, uh, a, a put option, right to sell, or even right to buy. You can have futures. Um, but it's basically you're trying to lock in a price now, a future, a, a present price in the future. Because if you think the stock is going to go down, real simple, um, you think if you got $100 a share, you think it's going to go down, you're going to buy the right to sell that stock at $100 a share. Why? Because you think it's going to go down. Somebody else is going to, going to think, no, I think it's going to go up, so they'll sell you the put option. 
which is the, uh, the call option, which is the right to buy. Now, again, if it drops to 70 to sell it for you still got the right to sell it for $100 a share. That's the thing. They're stuck with it. They got to buy it at 100 They're like, man, I can buy this stuff for $75, $70. I got to pay this fool 100 Yep, because that fool suckered you into a bet, you know. Um, but, again, derivatives, again, I don't want to emphasize it enough. I'm, I'm not even scratching a surface on derivatives. Um, my knowledge of derivatives is enough to know I ain't messing with them. That's me personally. That's just my personal opinion. You can do what you want. I don't mess with them. I got a buddy who does, and we sit and talk about it sometimes, and about eight or nine seconds into the second sentence, he loses me. So I just say, yeah, I'm going to leave that mess alone. You know, he knows what he's doing. You know, um, but most people don't know what they're doing, and you lose a lot of money. But I was saying hedge funds do it um, because it allows you to get your toes. It allows you to get involved with a lot of different stocks without putting all your money at them. And then if there's one that you say, oh, this is one I want to jump on, then you throw your money at it. But in the meantime, you've not been involved. My personal opinion, I just deal with stocks. You know, but you can buy derivatives on stocks, on bonds. Um, you can buy them on Super Bowl scores, all kinds of stuff. Um, I did a, last few minutes. I did a quick little research. This is an interesting thing to do. I googled um, um, derivatives disaster, okay, and just like, okay, what companies have 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 been crushed? Bering Bank was one of the biggest ones. Do you remember? It was a 242-year-old uh, European bank. And Nick Leeson, there was a movie about it. I saw it. It was kind of interesting. But this one guy got messed around with derivatives, got himself in a hole, tried to buy himself out of the hole with more derivatives, and brought down the whole bank. Okay? Think about that. He brought This was a professional. And he brought down the whole bank. He destroyed this bank. Um there's a couple other stories that, that uh, I, I hadn't heard of, but it's interesting. But, yeah, Google that. Google um, financial derivative disasters. And just, it's like, wow. So, and remember, because these are the people that are the smartest people in the room. And I go back to Enron. These are supposed to be the smartest people in the room. The reason I do this show is because, unfortunately, they aren't the smartest people in the room. Sometimes, let's be real, they stupid as us, okay? Um, disaster 2007. Uh, go back and listen to that show. There's so many stupid people, and, I, and I'm sorry to call people names. There were so many stupid people in the financial industry who thought that they were the only ones doing stuff with derivatives. They were the only ones that were getting over on everybody else, and they weren't. And by the time when, when the mess hit the fan, poop hit everybody. Okay. Uh, my last word on derivatives, again, is stay the heck away from them. Stay the heck away from them. Okay, that's this. Yeah, want to be a serious investor? Fine, but stay the heck away from derivatives. Okay, um, they they. Okay, let me rephrase that. If your company gives you stock options, take them. If your company gives you stock options, take them, uh, because they've already done the math to make it easy for you. But. Otherwise, my advice to you is to stay away from them. Well, everybody, uh, thank you for listening. This one was a more, this was an interesting uh, show um, to do research on. I advise you, I encourage you, Google 
different financial derivatives. There's a lot of information out there on them. They come up with all kinds of really crazy different names, but at the end of the day, if you're not buying the stock, if you're buying something based on the return on the stock, um, you're buying a derivative. Understand what a derivative is. Understand what it's what it's what it's telling you. What it's what it's selling you. What right it is selling you. Just understand that that it's selling you the right to do something. Um, do your own research. Don't listen to anything I say. Only thing I listen to is the word derivative, financial derivative. From that, everything else, just go do your own research. Um, don't want to get involved with them, don't get involved with them. Um, but either way, it's very interesting. I encourage you to to, to, to get involved with them, so to, to, to learn about them, I'm sorry, to learn about what they are and how they work. Okay, I encourage you to do that. It's uh, um, very interesting. Stocks and bonds uh, have derivatives and all kinds of things. So. Anyway, I'm rambling now, but thank you so much, everybody. Um, next week, We'll do the Bunny Slip of the Rebel show. Uh, again, I repeat, if you have a mother in your life uh, or somebody who is like a mother, be sure to be good to them this weekend, okay? With that, everybody, uh, take care, and we will talk again soon, and bye-bye.